USAA is proudly celebrating 100 years of serving the military community. It was a group of soldiers who launched USAA in 1922 by joining together to insure each other's vehicles when no one else would. Since then, USAA has grown to more than 13 million members strong. And through it all, one thing has remained. USAA is still serving the military community and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. And hot! Welcome to the Veterans Voice, presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center, originating from the Optum Podcast Studio in partnership with podcast channel sponsor, Medicare Mentors, technology partner, Colorado Computer Support, and supporting partner, the WireNut Home Services. Today, we welcome Dr. Hadani from Aviv Clinics. Dr. Hadani serves as the Chief Medical Officer of Health and Research at Aviv Clinic. So, Dr. Hadani, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for what you're doing with uh, with the clinic and helping people out. So, you guys specialize in neurotherapy, uh, mostly hyperbaric is kind of your main focus. But explain to me what you guys do. Explain to me your guys' process and, and how it's helping. Sure thing. So, first of all, thanks for having us, uh, having me. It's a uh, great pleasure to do it. And I hope... Um, we can really uh, explain and educate about what we do. So yes, in uh, Aviv, what we do, we're all about neuro rehabilitation. We take different indications that we have found through research, uh, through meticulous research over the past 16 years, both myself and Professor Shai Fradi have been engaging um, in researching different indications, neurological indications that can benefit from hyperbaric oxygen therapy and once we found them beneficial, we have devised a plan, a medical program that usually lasts for three months to rehabilitate those indications. Those include stroke patients, traumatic brain injury patients, cognitive decline that may involve well, with pathological cognitive decline or aging-related decline, and recently, post-traumatic stress disorder. We've also researched uh, pain-related uh, syndromes, and when we I talk about that, usually I mention central pain syndrome. Um, we can talk about that later, what most people call uh, fibromyalgia. So all these indications have been researched and validated to have benefit with our program. So what we do here, we get patients from all over the country, and we assess them. That's the first thing we do for any patients coming in. We do an assessment that is very comprehensive to understand the patient's capabilities, both cognitively, emotionally, and physically, and then correlate them with their brain imaging. And the reason we're doing this is this is what we found out. We found out all these indications I mentioned can be referred as brain wounds meaning a wound in the brain or a non-healing wound in the brain that we may be able to help. So when you say brain wound, um, my head instantly goes to, you know, blood and like scar tissue and, and things yep. like that. So is that, which is, is that, I mean, is it basic like that? Or are you talking about wounds that aren't, aren't, you can't see, you know, there those, those trauma, like you said, the PTSD and things like uh, things along those lines of, is that part of that brain wound also? 
Yes, let's let's so let's d- dive deeper. So hyperbaric oxygen therapy started as uh, obviously started from diving, but then uh, as a treatment for chronic non-healing wounds. And like you can think about diabetic patients that have those wounds in their legs or other uh, parts of their bodies, and they do not heal because those areas do not get enough blood, not enough energy uh, and oxygen to heal themselves. So you put these types of patients inside hyperbaric oxygen therapy, you are able to regenerate tissue and re- and heal that uh, wounds. What we found is brain wounds um, or wounds in the brain can behave similarly. The process of healing a, a wound in the brain that can involve actual trauma, physical trauma from a brain injury or a stroke, meaning literally parts of the brain tissue has been damaged. Okay, so can involve blood, but it can also involve the opposite, the lack of blood. So in stroke, for instance, we have different arteries that have been occluded, and now a tissue suffering from ischemia, the lack of blood supply. So that area simply starts to degenerate. And then you have a wound, an area that doesn't heal, that suffered a significant injury, whether it was a traumatic injury in the military or a stroke. Mm-hmm that suffers from that. If we're going to touch about PTSD, what we found out that emotional trauma can actually cause different specific areas in the brain to dysfunction. These areas do not get the same blood supply as others. We actually found it out um, on a research uh, we've done um, on a different um, indication and we learned about um, something we, we people call as repressed memories. You know, people can suffer significant uh, emotional trauma or even physical trauma and repress it, right? Let's say someone had a childhood sexual abuse. And 20 years later, he doesn't even remember it was because he repressed it. We learned that the mechanism of memory repression is by reducing blood supply for a specific area in the brain. If you're reducing that blood supply, you're reducing the metabolism in that area, you simply repress that memory. And then when we were, uh, you know, coincidentally um, treating those patients without knowing they had repressed memories, when we start to heal wounds, we start to regenerate blood supply. It's a process we call angiogenesis, the structure or building of new blood vessels, all of a sudden you get new blood vessels, new blood supply to those those areas. All of a sudden, those areas that were repressed now have high metabolism and the memories come up. So we have resurfacing of repressed memories. So it's almost like turning the light back on in certain parts of your brain. Um, Exactly. So that's why if we go back to your original question, yes, emotional trauma basically creates a brain wound, meaning an area in the brain that is dysfunctional. That's what we do in Aviv. We're treating dysfunctional areas in the brain that cause neurological indication. 
Optum Colorado. Veterans Voice is produced in the Optum Podcast Studio. Optum Colorado and Mountain View Medical Group, part of Optum, offer 20 clinics through the Pikes Peak region. Their primary and specialty care doctors provide quality, patient-centered care backed by Optum's industry-leading health services and technology. Optum is dedicated to helping our community live healthier while keeping care affordable. Visit OptumCare.com Colorado to learn more and schedule your appointment today. Medicare Mentors. When it's time to consider your Medicare options, it's time to talk with Medicare Mentors. Medicare Mentors, powered by Spark, is veteran-owned, a long-standing Mount Carmel Veteran Service Center partner, and the Veterans Voice podcast channel provider. More than that, they go above and beyond to make sure that when you need them, they are there lending a helping hand. Medicare Mentors, powered by Spark. Always above and beyond. Visit MedicareMentorsLLC.com for more information. How'd you get involved in this? How, what was what what was the catalyst, I guess, for lack of a better term, that got you into this field? So I started my residency in neurosurgery. I'm a neurosurgeon certified. Um, and when I started neurosurgery, and literally when I was in the first year, uh, you mainly do trauma. So we're talking about patients who suffered physical trauma to their brain, and we operate them to serve their lives and try to get them as best as we can on the acute phase. And I started seeing those patients that I operated for uh, as a follow-up, see how they're doing after three months, after six months, even a year after. Um, and I was frustrated, right? I was frustrated. Yes, patients have recovered, but to somewhat, they're very, very disabled and very, um, you know, not the way they lived before. Obviously, yeah. their quality of life has suffered a significant hit. And then I, I, I talked to my MD thesis mentor, Professor Shai Friday, who just started um, acting as the director of the hyperbaric chamber in the Shamir Medical Center. And I told him about this and he said, you know, I had a couple of cases of people with neurological indications um, getting better. We both are very skeptical coming from very physiological um, residencies. And we said, all right, that that's probably BS, right? <laughs> so we said, but you know, let's, let's investigate it. Let's take your patients from TBI patients and see what happens. Um, see if we do a randomized controlled trial half will get the treatment half won't get the treatment do we actually get better neurological outcomes yeah. that's what we did that's that's what got me in that and and we were shocked right we were we were very uh surprised and i'm and to me still tbi or traumatic brain injury is exactly what i'm why i'm here what i'm doing this because this is the biggest thing um ever but obviously from that led to understanding the physiological part of brain wounds to understand that yes, a physical injury in the brain is exactly what I said earlier, that it is a wound and the same processes of regeneration can work there and we can regenerate tissue and improve quality of life. So it's not just, hey, getting a better scan, but actually getting better uh, outcomes. And when we understood that, we said, all right, let's try and apply it to other indications. It's not going to work on anything, right? It's not, yeah, let's do um, anything and, try and see if it works. We have to have the physiological indication or the rational 
from the physiological point of doing this. So that's how we designed our randomized control trials and went from that. So TBI led to stroke patients. And from stroke patients, we advanced to, to pain, uh, the central pain patients. Mm-hmm. And from those, we started seeing cognitive decline-related uh, patients um, from different reasons. And again, our goal is to understand what the physiology behind cognitive decline and see if it if it makes sense to treat them or to design a trial to treat them. Um, and that's got me hooked. That's great. Right? It's, that's literally, you know, people throw the word neuroplasticity out there, but this is it. This is neuroplasticity, meaning the ability to actually improve and regenerate brain capabilities, synapses, connection, structure, and functionality. Um, this is it. This is what we do. So is it regenerating brain tissue or is it just getting brain or getting blood to the parts of the brain that have been lacking that is, is or is it both? So I would say both. Okay. So um, obviously there are so many studies done on rats and rabbits and even dogs mm-hmm. um, that you're able to show um, angular genesis, which is the regeneration of blood vessels and reinstituting blood supply. And also neurogenesis, meaning the regeneration of new nerves, new brain cells. Now, the problem, obviously, is when you try to show it in humans, most of our patients would not like a brain biopsy. <laughs> As you may imagine, I, I, I know oh, how to why? do brain biopsies, and I do them. But... Take a chunk out. <laughs> exactly. So most of them would not want to do it. So... But we actually invest a lot of efforts in doing that with non-invasive techniques. So we've devised different uh, MRI uh, or imaging modalities to show that, to show that we're both improving structure, meaning neurogenesis, and perfusion, meaning angiogenesis, new blood vessels, new blood supply. So you mentioned neuroplasticity. Yeah. Uh, let's let's go down that road. Like so. W- I try to break things down very layman for in here. Um, I've done a lot of studying, you know, with the clinic and everything. And, uh, but sometimes these things can be these big words and (laughs) can can be intimidating for people and, you know, maybe prevent them from going in. So that neuroplasticity, plasticity, what, what is that? And why is it so, so important? Why is neuroplasticity so important? (laughs) Okay. Breaking it down. down. (laughs) All right. So, we're talking about patients who suffered a brain injury. And again, brain injury is a large word. It can be physical, can be stroke-related, ischemic, or hemorrhagic. It can be emotional. Um, and we're talking about patients who have significant um, both physical, cognitive, and emotional disabilities. Each patient is, you know their own world and their own injury. No patient is alike the other. Um, And like I said earlier, quality of life, that's what it's all about. You're listening to The Veteran's Voice, presented by USAA in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the WireNet Home Services. So then we're going to, I want to switch over to PTSD. Obviously this is a veteran, veteran's voice, veteran podcast. Um, and, and P- 
PTSD over the last 20 years is, is running rampant. And it's, you know, it's every level from, you know, severe to mild, but I think a majority of people that have served over the last 20 years and, and longer um, suffer from it. And so there, there is help out there. Obviously there is, there is a way to, to repair PTSD through the TBI, through the brain injury, through that, through those, uh, through HBOT and, and other, other modalities too. But what, what, what have you seen through the veterans community, um, you know, severity and then through help and how many, I mean, approximately how many veterans do you think you guys have helped out? So, so first of all, babe, um, we have a center here in Florida and in Dubai and obviously our research center in Israel. Um, so I would say we're already talking about more than um, 300 PTSD cases gone through this. Uh, and I would say, you know, it started off as a program um, or as a research randomized trial for TBI with PTSD. And I think we have enough data today um, to show that if it's the combination of TBI and PTSD, that we have both physical trauma or a, a trauma from a blast plus uh, PTSD, those patients um, respond so significantly to the program. Um, there have been both our studies as well as um, uh, US studies uh, that they've been performed and showing quality of life, cognitive function, PTSD symptoms, just overall reaction. And we also show what actually happens in the brain. We, we see, we, we published this a couple of years ago, showing that basically the frontal areas, the, the frontal, frontal lobes cortex. right here, yeah, uh, we show that literally they do not function at all when they start. And when they finish after three months, we see it lights up like a normal person mm -hmm. on the function wise. And that correlates with all the different parameters with, we measure um, with our psychologists for their PTSD symptoms. Um, so for that population, you know, TBI plus PTSD, this is way over recommended patient, um, you know, indication. And we also uh, published um, two years after what happened with those patients two years after to make sure that this is not just a short-term effect. Two years after, they they they're exactly where they are. They get they preserve all their abilities. Even in some cases, a little even even a bit better. Most of them return to work, return to society. Um, it's an it's an amazing thing to see. You know, people that have suffered for PTSD for five, six, even ten years, and all of a sudden go back to life and reestablish their quality of life it's it's amazing mm -hmm. yeah. um we see it a lot around here and and yeah. you know with those ptsd cases and tbi you know obviously very correlated um and and and, and, and on on based on that study and uh, you know I, I know this is a veteran uh podcast but i really want to stress out that the israeli government saw the, those publications and the results and the Ministry of the Defense, uh, you know, the DOD of Israel, let's mm -hmm. call it, um, saw those results and basically approved therapy for PTSD, for soldiers or for people who were um, involved in terror attacks in Israel to have this treatment 
covered um, as veterans. Um, And literally, and I I would say this is incredible. This is the most uh, best thing that could ever happen, I would say. Um, But on the other hand, for me as a scientist, as a uh, researcher, this has literally stopped our ability to recruit, right? Now, no one will want to go to a randomized controlled trial to continue this program because they can get it covered and just go for the treatment. Because, mm-hmm. you know, because when we do studies, half of the patients are getting sham treatment. Yeah. So why would you risk going 50% on that if you can get the treatment already? So it's it's an amazing, amazing news, but with a slight asterisk. Colorado Computer Support. Imagine never having to worry about your information systems ever again. Colorado Computer Support, the exclusive Veterans Voice technology partner meeting all of our computing needs. Colorado Computer Support is veteran-owned, and they are your team for innovative, collaborative IT services and solutions to enhance and support your Colorado business. When you need IT services to keep your business going, make sure the Colorado Computer Support team is on your team. Call 719-355-355. 2440 to learn more. That's 719-355-2440. The Wirenut Home Services. Every season brings a new strain on your home systems. Veterans Voice Partner, the Wirenut Home Services, is the company you can count on to handle your heating, cooling, and electrical needs. They're family-owned, proud to employ honest, hardworking Coloradans. When you need plumbing, heating, cooling, or electrical help, the Wirenut does that. Call 719-399-5021. That's 719-399-5021. Five zero two one. Come to my favorite part of the show, uh, and I always say this to everybody because I love to be able to connect to listeners. So, tell me a story. Like I said, it can be funny, it can be serious. Tell me a story that you think will connect with the listeners and maybe get a little information out here, more information about the hyperbaric. Sure. Um, I think the best way um, to tell you a little bit of this is is a story of one of our patients. Um, 60 plus years old woman um, who was a medic for 40 years in the military. And she treated a lot of wounded soldiers in different tours, different deployments. Um, and she developed very, very resistant PTSD. Uh, you know, I think it's a sad story eventually. Um, and she came to us after a lot of years dealing with it, with the different symptoms of PTSD, of different, uh, the depression related to the the nightmares, um, the inability to go to work after military, after she retired from that, um, and simply being dysfunctional. And she came to us, um, we did our evaluation, we found with our modalities, her brain wound, very, very classic, PTSD region dysfunctional. And we incorporated her in the program. She went and did three months with her. Um, on the first months after, yeah, four, four and a half weeks, she started having resurfacing of a lot of different visions, different memories. Um, and it was not easy. It was not easy. It took a lot of us from the psychotherapists, the nurse psychologists, the physicians, the nurses here, all um, wrapped her with everything that we could to help her go through this. And 
at the end of this, she came out a new person. Um, really, really new person. Now we're talking about significant emotional improvement. She's, you know, uh, people are quantifying PTSD as a number, right? There's a the classic cup score uh, to know how severe it is. So she had a very, very severe and uh, number. And at the end of this, she basically had no PTSD. Her number is actually ruling out PTSD diagnosis. Um, so literally she was cured. Wow. Put it, uh, and, you know, that's, and her subjective speaking of it is, is, is just amazing. She literally got her life back and it, it's so moving to get someone who gave to this country so much to give them their life back. So at the end, this is a happy story. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're very lucky that she came here and we're lucky that we helped her to gain her life back. That's amazing. That's thank you. That's a great story. Um, and for all the listeners out there, it, it shows that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, there is, there is treatment out there. There's, there, and there's a bunch of people out there that want to help that are creating these things and creating these, opening these clinics that are for these specific trauma and are these specific injuries. And, and so don't, stop seeking help there's light out there there's people that want to help um so are you still doing trials are you going to continue to do these trials and if so how do people sign up to for the trial so to answer the first one all my life yeah so that's that's my goal is um to continue research and to have it all approved and part of our standard healthcare that's our life goal that's my life goal Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, yes, continue research through all my career and to get into the different trials we're doing, yeah, reach out either directly to me or to our website, aviv-clinics.com and we'll see which, if they're eligible, obviously they are, you know, when you do a randomized control trial, it's, it's a bit more strict, mm-hmm. um, but we'd be happy to look into that. Okay. Yeah, I definitely, um, we're going to keep in contact through my, you know, my nonprofits with Mount Carmel here. Um, we have people coming in all the time. Uh, and I think this is a really good option. I think this is a really good, uh, really good thing to to push out to the veteran community here in Colorado Springs and, and throughout the country. Um, so we might be filling your doors up, Dr. Hedeni. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, well. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for everything that you're doing. Uh, thank you for what you're doing for the veteran community. Uh, ladies and gentlemen out there, if you have these issues, if you have PTSD, if you have TBI and, and you, you think you've, you've tried it all, get a hold of Dr. Hadani at Aviv Clinic down in Florida. Get a hold of us here at Mount Carmel. Uh, my email is pwatson at mountcarmelcenter.org. Or or come on in and we can try to get you get you help. So, Doctor Daly, you have anything else for listeners out there? Um, thank you for joining us. I hope um, we learn a little bit more about what Aviv is doing and how we really want to change the world. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank again. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for what you thank do. You. You've been listening to. The Veterans Voice, presented by USAA. 
Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center and originates from the Optum Podcast Studio located on the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The podcast channels provided by Medicare Mentors, Computing Powers provided by Technology Partner Colorado Computer Support. Additional funding is provided by Supporting Partner The Wire Nut Home Services. Veterans Voice airs on flagship station KRDL News Radio Sundays at 7.30 a.m. The podcast publishes Saturday at 8 a.m. and is available on all your favorite podcast apps. 